Welcome into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. A lot to get you ready for for a weekend full of BYU sports coming up. BYU men's basketball and women's soccer have big games today slash this evening. Also, BYU football holding their senior day at Lavelle Edwards Stadium tomorrow. We'll get you ready for all of that. You'll hear from BYU quarterback Zach Wilson as well as BYU senior guard TJ Hawes on today's show as we roll through the podcast. Can't thank you guys enough for continuing to support the show. It is brought to you by Deseret First Credit Union, your our title sponsor here on Locked On Cougars. With the rundown out of the way, let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for November 15th, 2019. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. This podcast aims to be your one-stop shop for all things BYU sports news each and every day. Make sure to download us on whichever podcast you provide, you podcast provider, excuse me, you prefer to use, and give us a favorable rating and review. It really does help get the word out about the podcast and build the audience that way. Let's kick things off today and talk some BYU football. The Cougars holding their annual senior day at Lavelle Edwards Stadium tomorrow as they host Idaho State. 3-7 and seven football program out of the Big Sky Conference, an FCS level team. Uh, they come in at 3-7, and seven, like I said, on the year on the heels of a four-game losing streak. So they have not had a good run here of late, and they'll be looking to get back into the win column next week because there's not a chance that BYU is losing this game. BYU could start anybody they want at quarterback, and we'll talk about quarterbacks here in just a minute. But BYU, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to in this game against Idaho State, I'm not going to give you an extensive breakdown of the Bengals. I'm going to talk about the fact that I want to see the 19 seniors who are being honored tomorrow for BYU, barring guys who are injured like a Tyson Williams. I understand that he's trying to get a medical hardship, but they are still going to honor him on senior day tomorrow. Barring guys who are out injured, I'd like to see every one of these players who is a senior play for BYU, and that's going to revolve around BYU getting up big enough where they can make a run and get a lead big enough that the co- coaches are comfortable putting those players in the game. I think it should happen. We'll see if it happens in the second half, the third quarter, the fourth quarter. Regardless, I want to see those guys play. Now, the big question is, who's going to start at quarterback tomorrow? I told you guys on yesterday's podcast, I was still waiting to hear back from some people on what the ultimate decision was out of BYU. And I can tell you guys this right now, after speaking with multiple people regarding what BYU is planning on doing at quarterback, the expectation is that Zach Wilson will return after a pretty lengthy injury layoff and he is expected to start for BYU tomorrow against Idaho State obviously recovering from that broken bone in his thumb that he suffered making that tackle on an interception late in the Toledo game he's been out since that time uh, he's been chomping at the bit to get back, obviously. He's a, he's a true competitor, guy who wants to get on the field. And what I understand is that he will start the game tomorrow, but don't be surprised to see uh, both uh, Baylor Romney as well as Joe Critchlow get opportunities to play in this game when, if and when BYU gets a big enough lead. I think it's the perfect opportunity for Zach Wilson to get back into the game, to get himself kind of back into the groove of things. He hasn't played in well over a month at this point. Need to shake off some of that rust, and this is the perfect opponent to shake off that rust against because Idaho State is no real threat to BYU, and it should allow Zach Wilson to get back on the field. But 
don't be surprised to see guys like Baylor Romney and Joe Critchlow play in this game. Uh, from what I understand, Jaron Hall is still not cleared out of the concussion protocol and is expected to be on the bench tomorrow for BYU. So there you go. Some of the news and notes, or the biggest note around BYU is that Zach Wilson expected to start for BYU against Idaho State, making his return to the starting lineup for the first time since Toledo in late September. Now, let's let you hear from Zach Wilson. He spoke to the media earlier this week, first time speaking to the media since suffering that injury. And he had a lot to say about his thoughts on if he should lose his job due to the injury, what the injury layoff was like, etc. So here you go, Zach Wilson, right here on Locked On Cougars. How you feeling? Good, ready to go. So you've been cleared, and and are you cleared to play on Saturday then? Yeah, ready to go. I'm uh, feeling good. Um, you know, a broken bone's the best thing you can ask for. I, I say sometimes, you know, it's nothing that's gonna hurt you in the long run. What were you doing to, to prepare yourself to get ready to, to come back this week? Yeah, just taking those mental reps the past couple games uh, that I missed, you know, watching these other quarterbacks, you know, just trying to keep up with, you know, all the mental reps that I could. And, and then, you know, just trying to um, improve in other aspects and then just get the thumb as healthy and as strong as I could. How impressed were you with, with Jaron and Baylor stepping in and, and relieving you? Yeah, it was a huge role for those guys. They stepped up and... Um, I know a lot of people know we have, you know, we have great quarterback talent here at BYU, and so I was super proud of those guys of, um, you know, lack of experience being able to step up and take advantage of the opportunity and, um, you know, win us some big games. And, um, you know, I'm happy that those guys were able to step it up. Are you competing with Baylor right now to, to be the star this week? It's always a it's always a competition every week. How have the reps been divided in practice? Um, whenever A Rod says I'm going in, whenever he says Baylor's going in, that's kind of just how it's how it's split up. In the immediate aftermath, when you got injured, what were kind of your thoughts? What are your thoughts now looking back at? Yeah, when I first got injured, I was just wondering how I could get this this thumb right to go back in the game on that drive. This is the last thing I wanted to do was come out of that, that situation and, um, you know, then, then just going to see doctors and see how fast I could I could get back. Can you just talk about the relationship you have with Baylor and Jaron and Joe as well. Yeah, just like the closeness and the competition. Yeah, we're all we're. I mean, we're all really good friends. I mean, that's the coolest part is is you know we have no problem helping each other out and sharing things with each other. And you know we all know at the end of the day it's you know it's it's a game and you know it's competitive out here on the field. But you know it's it's nothing that should hurt us on the you know in the in the locker room or you know just as friends joking around and stuff. And so um, you know all of us are all super close and. Uh, we all have really good relationships. Were your teammates uh, impressed with the fact that you kind of put your body on the line to make that tackle when you did get hurt and uh, after that interception? I don't know if they were impressed, but just I think they expect it. I mean, um, you know, if you want to be a leader, you can't you can't you know fall away from situations like that. If you're going to have a mistake in a game, um, you better do something about it to to try and make it up. Did you immediately know something was up? Um, not not exactly on the field. Kind of when I came off, just noticed my hand. I couldn't open my hand up. Uh, the thumb was just. Um, had a piece I was kind of sticking up a little bit and um, you know just a little painful so just trying to figure out what's, what's wrong with it what based, been, oh, go ahead. based on what you've done not last year camp this year the first four games five games do you have you earned the right to be the starter when you get back from your injury I mean that's not that's not my call I mean I don't really think a, a quarterback should ever lose a starting job based on injury I mean if, of course um, there's always situations that go into it right based on how you're performing before and you know, that, that all uh, comes back to the, the coaches of what they decide. And so, um, you know, I know, I know they're going to make the right decision for the team. Um, whether it's, you know, someone had just been injured and is looking to come back and take their job, it's, it's best person plays is, is how the role should work is you're going to play your best players because you want to win. So, Are you excited for the chance to, to run some of these special plays that uh, have been in the playbook the yeah. last few weeks? No, yeah, it's been cool. It's been, uh, it's been fun to be able to air it out and, and mix it around a little bit and, 
um, you know, throw some trick plays at some of these other teams. You had three senior receivers on their senior day this week. What's it been like working with those guys this year? Yeah, I'm so proud of those guys, you know, especially, you know, Micah, Leva, and Talon. Those three receivers uh, have really stepped this year. I mean, Micah has, has made tremendous strides from, you know, anyone I've ever seen in the receiver room. Um, you know, Leva and Talon have been, you know, some of our base just core receivers for the last couple years too and so you know I'm really going to miss those guys this next year some of my best friends too. What did you learn from your play in the, in the first five games of, of all your film study that I'm sure you poured over? Yeah I mean we just had we were playing some really good competition but we were we were that close to being a really dominant team um, you know I don't think we've seen talent um, like those first four games that we've you know in a while and so I think it was really good for our team I think it's it's helped us win some of these other games that we've had to play after those first four I think it's it's given us that confidence and shown us like you know what if we can hang with those guys we can hang with any of these teams so and where do you want to continue to see improvement on a personal level in your game yeah I mean just all over of course right now it's just that arm strength and accuracy and you know you're working on your own um, physical abilities but also in the in the quarterback room you know game by game you're learning something new and you know just when you feel like you figured out there's always something new that's that's coming up and so uh, each game each practice, there's always something I'm, I'm taking out of it. What was the last couple of questions? You've had significant layoffs with two injuries this season and also during the offseason. How quickly does the arm strength come back to full strength and also all just all the mechanics and everything? Yeah, I mean, a thumb is different. You know, once your thumb is, is feeling good, I mean, that, that arm strength comes back. And so, you know, I've had five or six weeks to just let my shoulder rest, which I didn't really have in the offseason. And so I'd probably say my, my arm strength is better now than it was the first first five games of the year that I was able to play so I would say you know physically I'm, I'm better now than I was beginning of the season well so just to clarify when were you cleared was it before last game or was it just this week um I mean kind of how it worked they didn't they didn't necessarily give me a time you know hey you're cleared on this date based on these standards it was just pretty much hey you know what the bones healed whenever your grip is back whenever you can throw a ball whenever the pain is gone you'll be cleared and ready to go and so you know last week was just kind of one of those things um emergency situations if someone had to go in there and just manage the offense and and keep things going and then you know also just an experience just to get back on the field and pant and pads and with the team and warm-ups and stuff and so um, I feel really confident about this week though. What was the role that you had with the team while you were while you were injured? Um, You know it's pretty much just like I would say a little sidekick to coach Roderick you know I was talking with him and trying to give input with the offense but mostly just just you know, trying to be that extra set of eyes for the quarterbacks on the sideline or, um, you know, just, just a little input I had and, and just, you know, being a little pep rally guy on the side, just trying to hype those guys up and being the juice crew guy on the sideline and, and just keeping guys engaged in, into the game. And speaking of A-Rod, I, I know he was nominated for an assistant coach award today, but uh, what has he done uh, to help the growth of the quarterbacks in the offense as a whole? No, he's done a great job. I mean, he's definitely added his splash into – to what we've been doing and I'm, I'm super happy for him just because me and him go side by side and same with all the other quarterbacks and so um, I think I think he's a special coach he's, he knows his stuff for sure and he's he's been doing it for a long time so I'm really happy for him there you go Zach Wilson you heard him say it I don't think a quarterback or a player should lose their job simply due to injury and I don't think he should lose his starting job either but like I said all indications are and people I have talked to who are more in the know than I am and I feel like I'm pretty in the know and I have a good idea of what's going on 
All indications are that Zach Wilson, barring some unforeseen circumstance or him declaring himself not ready, he will be starting for BYU when they take the field against Idaho State tomorrow against the Bengals. So there you go. Some of the news and notes around BYU football coming up here in just a minute. We'll talk about uh, BYU basketball. They face a big-time opponent in the Houston Cougars this evening, 7 o'clock Mountain Time, televised on ESPN. You also can be heard on the BYU Sports Network on the radio side of things. We'll get to all of that here in just a minute, preview that game. But a reminder for you guys that with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Just go to GetRoman.com slash lock to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. All right, guys, BYU basketball is on the road for their first road game of the season tonight in Houston as they take on the Houston Cougars. It's the Cougars versus the Cougars in Houston and a big opportunity for BYU to get a big win, hopefully, on the road there. And this is a game last year the BYU simply just got out-athleted. And I know that's not a particularly a word that's in the vernacular, etc., but Houston came into Provo and just simply had better athletes than BYU, made more shots and rolled to a victory. And it felt like BYU just couldn't compete a year ago. Now, the question is, okay, can they compete this year? I still have my questions about BYU, honestly, because last year, uh, Corey Davis Jr., Cedric Alley Jr., and Breon Brady were the guys who really led the way for the Cougars. The good news for BYU, two of those players, Corey Davis as well as Breon Brady, have left the, B- the Cougars' fo- uh, not football basketball program and have moved on. The bad news for BYU is that Cedric Alley is still on the roster and was a big part of the win for Houston last year in Provo. And they've added guys like sophomore guard Nate Hinton uh, to the roster for Houston that's expected to take a bigger role. Also, Quentin Grimes, that's a name to pay attention to. He's a Kansas transfer, and any kid that signs with Kansas you know is a top-level athlete and a guy who can play at a very high level. And Quentin Grimes was deemed eligible to play for Houston this year after playing at Kansas, so he didn't have to sit out at all. He had 13 games where he scored double digits for the Jayhawks in his career, so he's a guy who absolutely can light it up, and you can guarantee that he is ready and chomping at the bit to take on BYU. Now, this game tonight for BYU, it's going to depend a lot on their ability to stay out of foul trouble. Uh, BYU obviously very thin in the front court. They got absolutely torched on the interior against Southern Utah Wednesday night. You'd expect that with BYU not having a lot of front court depth. But tonight, this is a game. Houston, they have the ability to beat you from inside and outside. The biggest issue for BYU is making sure their athletes, speaking of guys like Alex Barcelo, TJ Hawes, Jake Toulson, and the like, they need to be able to be on the court as much as possible. This may be a game where you see some of these guys play 35 of the 40 minutes because BYU needs every gun they can get out there to play against Houston. Houston currently ranked number 28 in the Ken Palm ratings as BYU is ranked number 75. That would indicate that Houston is a pretty sizable favorite according to Ken Pomeroy, the college basketball guru. And BYU's got their work cut out for them in a game like this. You win a game like this, it's one of those feathers in your cap that you look back on on Selection Sunday in March and say that was a big time win for BYU early on in the season. The San Diego State loss last Saturday, very disappointing because BYU BYU had an opportunity to close that game out and weren't unable to do so. Can they go on the road tonight and get a big win over Houston? We'll see. 
It's going to be tough. It's going to be extremely tough for BYU to win this game because you have to shoot at a high clip from three for BYU to win this game. BYU is not going to win very many games until Yoli Childs gets back with an inside-out game. This is a game where BYU needs to sit on the perimeter and hit shots consistently. You can't have runs of shots falling. You've got to make shots consistently because Kelvin Sampson's team down there at Houston, they will they they just got simply they've got athletes. Up and down the roster, they had 10 guys score in their season opening win earlier this week, five of them in double figures. So it's a very deep and balanced Houston team. And guys like Quentin Grimes, Nate Hinton, and also Cedric Alley Jr., they're going to be looking to pick up where the Houston Cougars left off last year in Provo. Now that they're on their home court, they're going to come in thinking, you know what, we can run BYU off the court in this game and let's go out and do it. And BYU, it's their job now to stop that from happening. We'll see if they're able to do it. I think it's going to be tough sledding for BYU, but I had a chance to catch up with TJ Hawes earlier this week to talk about the quick turnaround from this Southern Utah game to Houston. Also get his thoughts on the Houston game a year ago where he was the leading scorer for BYU with 26 points in that game. Here you go, TJ Hawes with myself earlier this week talking about the Houston Cougars. It's a quick turnaround. You're playing this game, hopping to playing the next, and you're playing Houston. You were the top scorer in that game against Houston last year. What are your memories of that game? Uh, you know, they they're they're extremely well coached and extremely disciplined team and they came in here and you know got a lot of rebounds and they were big and physical um and you know i i I think i think you know i believe we can beat anyone and so i i think we're going to go in there and handle our business there are a number of new faces on this year's team playing in that game. Will you have any role in kind of helping them, hey, understand these what these guys play like? Um, you know, I think we'll be ready from, you know, our, our film and our scouting report and things like that. Um, but, you know, one thing I've, I've tried as, you know, a senior guy to tell everyone that it doesn't matter who we're playing, it doesn't matter where we're playing, games are hard to win. And... You have to you have to be ready to go no matter who you're playing, and if you're not, anyone can beat you on any given night. And so I, I think hopefully you know we have that mentality, and um, especially when you're playing really good teams, though you need to you need to be locked in and ready to go. It's obviously easier said than done, though that whole mentality. What do you do personally to make sure you're ready for, for every game? You know, I think personally for me, it's it's just making sure that you know I'm doing what I need to do to help this team win, and. Uh, you know, focused on the different ways that personally I know will help other guys get involved in the game and, you know, help me get going a little bit to help our guys win. Every sport's different when you go on the road. It's kind of the last thing for me. But when in college basketball, traveling and playing games at away gyms, how, how different is it versus playing at home? It's way different. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I've always said that that's, that's what makes college basketball fun. Uh, when you get to go play in hostile environments and, uh, you know, you, you go play in front of crazy fans. It, it makes it makes it so much more fun. And those games are there's a lot of energy and um, you just have a lot of a lot of momentum in those games. It's a lot of fun. I've talked to guys who prefer to play on the road. I've talked to guys who play prefer play at home. Do you have a preference either way? Uh, I love playing here, man. When this okay. place when this place <laughs> is rocking, it's as it's as good as it gets. Um, so I, you know, I love playing here, but it, it is a, it is a fun challenge to go play on the road as well. There you go, TJ Hawes, and you can tell he understands the challenge that BYU faces tonight in Houston as they take on the Cougars. Kelvin Sampson's team. 
Very talented once again. He's been a big hire for Houston, honestly. He's been a guy who I think has been a big-time uh, hire after having some issues early on in his head coaching career where he got fired, for some, fr- fired from some other jobs. He's having a little bit of resurgence here with Houston, and his team's off to a great start, and they should be another uh, one of the biggest opponents on BYU's schedule simply due to the fact that BYU, if this is, like I said, if they win this game, if BYU were to go to Houston and win this game, that is a massive, massive win. But BYU faces, I, fi- I feel like, fairly long odds to make that a reality. We'll see how it goes. 7 o'clock Mountain Time tonight on ESPNU if you want to tune into it on TV. You also can listen to the game on the BYU Sports Network. Uh, I believe it's uh, Gregor Bell is off tonight. He's doing women's soccer. We'll get to that game here in just a little bit. It'll be uh, Mark Durant alongside Jason Shepard for the basketball game tonight in Houston. So there you go. Some of the thoughts on the Houston T- Cougars. I want to say Houston Tigers. I don't know why I'm saying it's the LSU Tigers. Anyways, I'm struggling with that today. I apologize, guys. Anyways, uh, so yeah, we'll we'll have more of that tonight. Hopefully, have a postcast edition of this of the podcast out for you shortly after that game goes final. Also, some thoughts on BYU women's soccer that we need to get to here in just a minute. I'll have a postcast on that tonight as well. Before we do that though, a reminder for you guys, our title sponsor on Locked On Cougars is Deseret First Credit Union. You guys have heard me talk about these guys. They're encouraging people to check out and see if refinancing your home loan is the right option for you. I can tell you this much guys, I'm in the middle of refinancing my home loan and I was scared to do it. Plain and simple. You could ask my wife and she would say, yeah, Jake didn't want to do it. And the biggest reason why is because it just seemed like a big bother. A lot of paperwork. You have to go sign a bunch of things. Refinancing has been very quick and easy and I want to encourage you guys to check out what Deseret First Credit Union has going. With no cost refinancing from Deseret First, you can get locked into a low rate, currently sitting in the threes guys, just FYI, 3%. You can get locked into that low rate for absolutely nothing and potentially save yourself up to hundreds of dollars a month. Think of what you could do with hundreds of dollars back in your pocket every month guys, so check it out. The Deseret First Credit Union mortgage team will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation. Whether you're a first time home buyer, You've bought multiple homes. You're trying to find your dream home. You've got investment properties. They can work with you and find the right loan for your financial situation. Give them a call, 801-456-7070, or visit dfcu.com to apply in five minutes or less, guys. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC. Terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. All right, guys, as we close out today's edition of the podcast, we want to run down everything else going on in BYU sports. We'll start off with women's basketball. They opened up their home slate, their home schedule last night with a dominant 90-38 to win over Texas A&M Kingsville. Congratulations to Jeff Judkins and his team. That's a big win for them to open up their home slate of their schedule. Uh, they'll be back in action coming up next week. The men's and women's cross-country programs, both ranked in the top five in the country, both in action today in the NCAA Mountain Region Championships. That's taking place at Rose Park Golf Course. Actually, currently, I believe the women's team is already on the on the field as I record this podcast today. And the men's team will be coming up shortly after that out at Rose Park Golf Course. Best of luck to the men's and women's cross-country programs as they compete there. The big game of the night outside of basketball is women's soccer. The fourth-ranked Cougars are hosting Boise State, the Mountain West Conference champion at Southfield. It will be televised on BYU TV, also streamed on the BYU TV app. 
Big opportunity for the Cougars tonight at 6 o'clock when this game kicks off. BYU obviously expecting to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament, and they got to get it started tonight against Boise State. Boise State is no slouch. They're a top 75 team in the country, the Mountain West champion. You don't win a conference for nothing, and Boise State will be coming in here with the mindset that they can come in and upset BYU. It'll be incumbent upon Jennifer Rockwood and her team to make sure they can kind of stave off any and all advances from Boise State and hopefully roll to a victory tonight. We'll recap this a little bit more later tonight, hopefully in a postcast edition alongside my thoughts with the Houston Cougars game in basketball. Also, women's volleyball is in action tonight as well. They're on the road at the number 10 ranked Cougars facing number 24 ranked San Diego looking for revenge. BYU has only lost one match in conference play. It was on their home court at the Smith Fieldhouse to San Diego earlier this season. BYU is now going to go down to the Jenny Craig Pavilion. I like to call it the Slim Jim. That'll be taking place at 8 o'clock Mountain Time tonight, live stream on the WCC Network. You can get links to that at BYUCougars.com. And then obviously, BYU football in action tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock Mountain Time, in their senior day game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Tickets, they have the Not Whole Club tickets. They're throwing it back 150 for the 150th anniversary of college football. Get tickets for real cheap to this game, guys. Go online, check it out. BYUtickets.com or BYUcougars.com can help you out there. One final note for you on the academic side of things for BYU football is a congratulations to BYU football players James Empey and Jake Oldroyd who are named to the 2019 Academic All-District Football Team selected by COSIDA. It's a group of sports information directors that actually selects these teams, so congratulations to both players. You have to maintain at least a 3.30 cumulative GPA to get on this. Empey, who is majoring in finance at the Marriott School of Business, has a 3.83 GPA. He started every game over the past two seasons at center on the offensive line. Oldroyd, who's also planning to major in business, has a 3.86 GPA. He obviously is BYU's primary place kicker and punter this season. Fantastic to see both of those individuals honored for that. We'll see if they're able to get on to the National Cosida National Team of the Year. Uh, that's a little bit tougher to get on, but congratulations to both James Empey and Jake Oldroyd on that honor. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Can't thank you guys enough for continuing to support this show each and every day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on whichever podcast provider you are listening to us on. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all things BYU news each and every day. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at LockedOnCougars. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. And of course, you can drop the show a note via email, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com questions concerns you got a company you'd like to advertise with us let us know locked on byu at gmail.com we will talk to you guys soon this has been locked on cougars for november 15th 2019